So in the cover letter, I think it's very important to write a pitch about why you want the job and what you can bring to the table. And you really wanna show your willingness to learn and be teachable in this cover letter. In the Women Who Code Career Nav segment of our show, you'll hear real world advice from people who are currently working in the technology industry and personally know the steps needed to succeed. We're here for a career navigation talk here on the mobile stage together, but you do not need to be a mobile dev um, to benefit from the tips and tricks that we're going to hear today from the two authors of this book, Hack Your Job Search. Um, this was a book that the two authors developed for devs on their job search and their career navigation journey earlier in their careers, maybe post-graduation, or maybe if you're restarting your career navigation search as a dev. So we're going to hear some um, of the key highlights from the book from the two authors today, which I have the pl pleasure of introducing. So um, the first speaker and author of the book that we'll meet today is Tim Comden. So Tim is a Swift developer from Manchester, UK, and one half of the Vapor Core team. He's part of the server-sized Swift team at Cadeco and has written the unofficial book on Vapor with creators of the framework. He founded Broken Hands a few years ago and delivers talks and workshops on Vapor and server-sized Swift from around the world. He also co-organizes the server-sized Swift conference, the world's first and only conference focused on server-sized Swift. And he's also joined today with the other co-author of the book, who is Jen Bailey, Jennifer Bailey. Um, Jennifer Bailey is a former software engineer who is now a full-time professor at Ames Community College in Colorado, where she teaches mobile app development for Android and iOS. She also teaches courses in Python, Java, C++, and .NET platforms utilizing C Sharp. She is the lead organizer of the Google Developer Group of North, Northern Colorado, and she enjoys various Android meetups and conferences around the world and in the United States. In her spare time, Jen enjoys rollerblading, horseback riding, and spending time with her teenage daughter, dogs, and cats. And I couldn't be more thrilled to introduce them to give you some really, really good tips on your job search today. Hi, folks. Hello. I think we're good to go. Let's get started. Okay, so <clears throat> uh, welcome to uh, today's talk slash mini workshop. Um, we're going to cover some of the key tips and tricks from the book. And we're expecting plenty of questions. So this is going to be a very question-heavy um, talk. So some quick introductions. Uh, first off, Jen. Hi, um, I'm Jennifer Bailey. I'm a full-time professor, tech editor, author with Codeco.com. Um, if you want to follow me, I use LinkedIn and Twitter. So there's my handle. Um, it's my pleasure to be here today answering some of the most frequently asked questions that I get. So really excited to be here. Nice to meet you all. Cool. And then, hi, everyone. I'm Tim. Uh, Amanda's introduced most of the important stuff about me. Uh, but I run a company called Broken Hands doing training consultancy with clients, but I have a number of employees uh, around the world. And kind of my experience from the book was taken from hiring people um, from all different levels. Um, so that's kind of some of the knowledge I've applied when we wrote the book. Um, the kind of two main topics we want to look at is kind of look, uh, looking at the market and how to kind of put yourself in the best position to find your job. So when looking at the market, there are a number of different areas you can look at to find roles um, and to work out which roles are best for you. So most of you, almost all of you, will already have an existing network. That might be uh, friends and colleagues from 
previous jobs or current jobs, or it might be your university, uh, college um, students, friends. It might be people on your boot camp. Um, so make the most of that network and leverage it to find jobs. A lot of jobs are word of mouth um, and aren't that advertised very well. So if you have recruiters who are friends, if you have conferences that you go to, if you go to meetups, that you can meet people, and most people there will be hiring or looking for people. So definitely make the most of that kind of network and grow that network um, and LinkedIn and Twitter and all those kind of things to find jobs to apply to. When you're uh, looking for jobs, it's very important to read the job description, obviously. Um, job titles tend to be quite fluffy, I want to say, and the job description is where it really gets into the roles that you'll be the, the role that you'll be doing and the kind of job that you'll be doing. Um, so it might say that um, they're looking for a senior developer, but if you read the job description, it will say a range of from junior to senior. So don't let um, things like the job title of being a senior developer put you off from applying if you feel like you don't have that experience because it may, may be that you can go in as a junior developer or a normal developer. Um, and the job descriptions are a very good way of finding out kind of the culture of the company. So we all have our preferences of what we like and what we don't like when working for companies. I know that personally I don't like working for big companies because I don't like red tape and I don't like being held back. Um, other people prefer the kind of structure and the stability that you get from working for big companies or they prefer the reach that they get because if you work for big companies you're more likely to be able to affect multiple people and whereas if you work for small startups your kind of number of users might be a lot smaller so the, it's a really good idea to write down a list of things that you're looking for both in a company uh, and a job so you might have your um, preferred companies that you know you want to work for that you've always wanted to work for and that's great Write this down um, and write down the qualities that you want from those companies. So it might be that you're looking for something that's remote only. Uh, it might be that you're looking for something that works in a social space or a charity space. Uh, it might be you're looking for a company that uses cutting edge technology or the latest uh, iOS versions, for instance. Um, so write down the things that are really important to you and the things that you want to work on and start looking for jobs that fit those, those descriptions. Um, and it's the same with the job descriptions as well. So it might be that you want to become a data engineer or a uh, test engineer or a mobile developer or a back-end developer. Um, so have a think about the kind of roles that you want to do and the, and the work that you want to do and write this down and then you can use those to match up the job descriptions when you're searching for roles and going through them. And this will allow you to find roles and jobs that um, really suit you and that will inspire you and make you enthusiastic because you want to be in a job that you enjoy because the worst thing in the world is being in a job you don't enjoy. Uh, so if you can find a role that really kind of ticks your boxes uh, and really ignites your passion, then it's a lot more interesting day to day and it's a lot easier to get, get up in the morning. Uh, and then the final point uh, is, is persevere, um, especially in the current state of the economy. Um, there's a lot of people out there looking for jobs. Um, there are lots of jobs out there, so don't worry about that. But it will take time to find a job. It's very unlikely that you'll get the first job that you apply for. So don't be disheartened by that. Um, every job that you apply for is good practice and good experience, whether it's learning how to best write your resume, whether it's learning how to go through the interview process, best sell yourself in the covering letter. So ask for feedback. Um, take the, the uh, advice and apply it and just stick to it and don't worry about getting knocked back too much because yeah, it happens to everyone 
Uh, I've certainly been in a place where I've applied for jobs and I think I'm perfect for this role. I really enjoy the company. It's exactly what I want to do. And you apply for it and then you get a rejection letter straight away. And it can be disheartening, um, but just kind of persevere and stick with it um, and you'll find a job that you really love. So another part of looking for employment, uh, and I concur with everything that Tim said, particularly the perseverance, um, is starting with your cover letter and resume. Uh, those are um, very important, especially the cover letter. And tech resumes and cover letters are a little different. So in the cover letter, I think it's very important to write a pitch about why you want the job and what you can bring to the table. And you really want to show your willingness to learn and be teachable in this cover letter. And also get their attention based on um, your enthusiasm. So tell them why you're enthusiastic about the position and why you think you're a good fit and concise. And you can even add a little bit of flair and personality to that because that is your first opportunity to get their attention. And with the cover letter, you, you can plan maybe 30 seconds to two minutes uh, of them reading it. So read it out loud and uh, make it a very solid pitch because that is your very first impression. Um, and the resume, a tech resume is something that you can really personalize. So float your most relevant experience to the top, uh, select categories that showcase your skill set and experience uh, the strongest. We uh, want to show um, a consecutive track of employment and um, your most relevant experience towards the top. I would also very much recommend that you have uh, other people in your network and around you um, uh, proofread your resume and go over that with you. And also your cover letter, read it out loud. And with the cover letter, it's very important to get out any typos or grammar errors as well, <laughs> because it's so easy to misspell a word right on the top of the cover letter. And oh, now I can't unsend it. <laughs> so proofread that one really, really good. Um, another element to applying for jobs is to have a portfolio. And this can get into all sorts of subjects. We could talk about this all day because there is a limitless way to build portfolios. Um, there's not necessarily a right or a wrong way, but the point of a portfolio is to put a sample of your skills. And I consider it almost like a scrapbook of documenting your accomplishments. Um, and also any code you do on the side or any projects, the side projects you do, volunteer projects for your community, clubs you might be a part of, these are all candidates for being in your portfolio. Uh, some of the more common ways of building a portfolio, of course, would be to use GitHub. So create a very good GitHub portfolio, and this is for the developers specifically. And put a couple projects that, that you made your own on there, even if they're very simple. I recommend putting a nice README, learn markup. There's a lot of guides on the web to learn some markup and you can illustrate a very good README about each of your projects and you can talk about what you learned. And then you can include a link to your GitHub on your resume. And even if it's very simple code projects, if you're applying for a junior developer position, it gives you a chance, just like the cover letter, to express your enthusiasm for code, why you made certain decisions in your design, what you learned from doing it, um, what was fun, and if you code in your spare time or for your community. 
uh, be sure and document that because I can think in the past of so many times that I've been doing using my skills for my community or um, little jobs. And if you don't document it, then you can't use it as part of your resume. So um, think of it like a scrapbook or like, you know, your social media profile. And as you're out in the world doing things, everything you're doing that learn uh, where you're learning or contributing, you can find a way to put that on your portfolio. So another common thing to use for a portfolio would be like a personal blog. And if you don't want to set up your own domain and WordPress, I know I, I have one, but I hardly ever have time to update it. Uh, LinkedIn will let you post uh, posts just like social media. You could use something like medium.com. Uh, very affordable. So uh, you can set up a blog of a variety of ways, a free tool like Blogger, or you can do videos if you like to record little videos and use something like YouTube or TikTok. And there's no wrong way to build a portfolio, but what you want is a convenient link that'll show them that these are the things that I'm doing that are building my skills. And as far uh, and um, this can be used as you cultivate your network, because this can also um, as you're building your network, you want to cultivate it. A network is a lot like a garden. So you first meet people and plant some seeds and then um, you want to periodically follow up on those leads and cultivate them. So anyone relevant in your network to things you're doing now, check up with them. Uh, look for people in your network that you can answer questions for them and maybe do favors because what goes around comes around. So if you're struggling, um, I would say helping others can take your mind off your struggle and also build your network. Um, and it's something you're going to cultivate over time. So as you're meeting people and as you're out and about in the world and doing activities, uh, remember those people. I even set reminders that in two weeks, I need to follow up with this person that I just met, because otherwise, uh, it's so easy to forget these experiences that we're having out in the world and not follow up with people. And then you lose opportunities and lose track of them. So um, I recommend setting reminders, keeping some sort of a list of um, who's in your network that's relevant to what you're doing right now, who's in your network that you are possibly worried about or could help, who's in your network that um, is doing some of the stuff that you would like to be doing, and reach out to those people on a regular basis. Uh, the hardest part is reaching out. So if you are the one who initiates the contact, uh, you will be connecting others with others and um, networks need that. So be the person who reaches out. And a lot of us avoid that, but um, that is a very strong key to success with networking. And uh, that being said, is there anything you would have to add, Tim? <laughs> or are we ready for the next slide? I think we're ready to move on. I think I like all of them are excellent points. Um, I think the the network, your your personal network, especially as you kind of Get more and more experience is the most important tool you have for for job hunting and uh kind of moving up and across you know, the career ladder um and certainly as you kind of get to the more senior level and principal level um almost everything is done via networking i'd say these days whether it's posting for friends saying have you heard about anything or putting stuff on twitter if you kind of have a built a following or um just meeting people at conferences and stuff so yeah definitely go for and build your network and take the plunge and don't be uh don't be worried about it because everyone's in the same position when they first start trying to build the network and, and meet people
Thank you for listening to the Women Who Code podcast. To find out more about our mission and the work we do across the tech industry, visit our website, womenwhocode.com. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Women Who Code. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel with hundreds of hours of free educational videos. Just go to youtube.com backslash women who code. Thanks again for listening. And remember to subscribe, rate, and comment.